A squirrel has tested positive for the Black Plague. A Manitoba town learns to coexist with polar bears thanks to radar and unlocked car doors. And researchers find that fans of apocalyptic movies may be coping with the pandemic much better. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only podcast hosted by a comedian in a closet. Yes, it's Weird AF News, a daily podcast where I cover three weird stories from around the world. I'm Jonesy, your host, and I'm happy that you're here with me. Let's do it. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A squirrel has tested positive for the Black Plague, and I am putting out a petition to cancel 2020. Anybody with me? Who wants to sign this petition? I can't take it anymore. We got the coronavirus and now the Black Plague in our midst. This is too much to handle, really. Public health officials have announced that a squirrel in Colorado tested positive for the bubonic plague. The town of Morrison, Colorado, uh, which is just west of Denver, made the announcement saying that the squirrel is the first case of plague in the county this year. Plague is an infectious disease caused by the bacteria Yersinia pestis, in case you didn't know, and can be contracted by humans and household animals if proper precautions are not taken. Of course, as you know, it's very possible for humans to be infected with the bubonic plague through bites from infected fleas and by direct contact with blood or tissues of infected animals, such as a cough or a bite. Or I don't know, if you happen to feed a squirrel, I mean, it's easy to get nipped. Next thing you know, you got the bubonic plague from the squirrel. Even your pet cat, very susceptible to the plague from things such as flea bites, a rodent scratch or ingesting an infected rodent themselves. Cats can die if not treated quickly with antibiotics after contact with the plague. Officials also say that dogs are not as susceptible to the plague as cats, but still may pick up and carry some plague-infected rodent fleas. Any pet owner who suspects that their pet is ill should contact a veterinarian immediately. Symptoms of plague, in case... (laughs) See, I wasn't... I didn't want to do this on the show, but I have to give you the symptoms of the of the Black Plague on my show as a uh, as a as a I don't know a PSA. I mean, this is how 2020 is going. I have to give a PSA on my show of the symptoms of the Black Plague in, in case you guys might catch it. In case you guys are hanging out with squirrels on a regular, the symptoms of the plague may include the following: sudden onset of high fever, chills, headache, nausea, extreme pain, swelling of lymph nodes occurring within two to seven days after exposure. I mean, I don't know how you tell these symptoms from the coronavirus symptoms. I mean, it all seems like a jumbled mess to me. I mean, is there any hope? I I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to stay positive. The plague can be effectively treated. Okay, this is good. The plague can be treated. All right. Can be treated with antibiotics when diagnosed early. Anyone experiencing the following symptoms should consult a physician, of course. To prevent the plague, please don't feed wild animals. Don't take squirrels home, please. Maybe, like, invoke some sort of stay-at-home lockdown for your cats. If they're typically uh, outdoor cats, you know, be like, hey, you know what? For the next few months, you're going to stay at home with me while I'm on the lockdown. That way, you don't bring fleas that may have the plague into my home. I'm trying to stay corona-free. I'm trying to stay black plague-free right now in 2020. A Canadian town learns to live with polar bears thanks 
to radar and unlocked car doors. Churchill, Manitoba. It's the kind of place where residents often leave their doors unlocked so their neighbors have a quick escape should they come face to face with a polar bear. For most people who live in Churchill, eh? It's just daily life, eh? It's a part of the fabric of that community, eh? Says Jeff York. He's a conservationist for Polar Bears International in Canada. So I gave him a Canadian accent. I hope you appreciate that. In a week that saw more than 50 polar bears descend on an Arctic Russian town sauntering into people's homes, this York said it's time for communities north of the 60th parallel on Earth to start preparing for the same activity. He points to Churchill as a good example of how to coexist with these polar bears in 2020. Churchill is called the polar bear capital of the world, did you know? It's developed certain strategies to minimize the conflicts between the bears and the human residents in the area. In the early 2000s, they closed their open-air dump so polar bears wouldn't have any reward if they strolled into town. The Manitoba government helps to provide a polar bear alert program where conservation officers patrol looking for bears and respond to citizens' reports of bear sightings and interactions. But there's only so much the human eye can do, York said, because polar bears are often very difficult to see. That's because their fur is not entirely white, he explained. In fact, it is actually translucent and can pick up the colors of whatever is around the bear. Did you know that? I had no idea. They can blend in with the topography. They can just disappear in fairly low brush pretty quickly. In order to avoid relying solely on human eyes, the town of Church Churchill is testing out a military radar to detect polar bears before they even come into the town. The hope, York says, is to teach the system to recognize polar bears, distinguishing them from animals such as dogs, distinguishing them from people, cars, or maybe even boulders and deter them from strolling into town using strobe lights or very loud noises. He says that Arctic communities, even ones that haven't experienced many polar bear encounters, should stop preparing for them these days. As the sea ice pulls back more and more, we have longer open water seasons. We're seeing polar bears in more places on land for longer periods of time. Yes, we're going to be faced with more polar bear interactions as the glaciers melt. Uh, should you come face to face with polar bears, there's some suggestions here. Number one, prepare to defend yourself. Ooh, that's encouraging. Bear spray is your best bet. I know you guys often carry bear spray in your purse or your fanny pack. Am I right? Uh, it works well with polar bears, apparently. But if you don't have any bear spray, a, um, a firearm is another way to protect yourself. <laughs> this is very helpful, this list. Uh, one thing you should not do is do not play dead which is what I thought that you're supposed to do from watching cartoons as a child. Uh, the Russian TV networks have advised the residents to, uh, to play dead if they encounter a polar bear. But that, actually, that is one of the worst possible things that you can do in a polar bear encounter, apparently, because polar bears are uh, obligate predators. So they will think you are prey no matter what, apparently. I didn't know that. If you can, number three is try to de-escalate de the situation. Get inside a car, a house, or anywhere you'd be safe. I think by de-escalate, you mean run the hell away, maybe? Is that what you meant? De-escalate? <laughs> run away. Prepare to fight is also number four. Isn't that the same as uh, number one? Prepare to defend yourself? 
Number four, prepare to fight. Use rocks, sticks. Oh, boy, sticks and rocks? I mean, what is this? What are we, Neanderthal? This isn't going to work. You need the bear spray or the firearm uh, in, back in number one. It says use anything at your disposal. Uh, if you heed the other tips, it says here, it will hopefully not come to this. And that's the end of the article. Very helpful at the end. Not really, but it's fascinating to learn about a town that's trying to um, inculcate some technological solutions to the problem of polar bear infestation. And you're just going to see more and more of this in places like Russia and Canada as the bears, uh, you know, as the, as the planet warms, you know, the bears are becoming ubiquitous. The ice is disappearing. It's retreating. And, you know, they normally hunt on the ice. And so with the disappearance of ice, where are they going to go? They're going to venture into nearby towns and rummage through your trash, maybe break into your Honda and try to get that Snickers bar in your glove box. You know, this is the sort of activity you should expect going forward as the earth warms a bit and, you know, the polar bear habitation changes and, and shrinks, really. So just watch yourself. My Canadian friends, I have a lot of fans of the show that are Canadians. Just be careful up there. Be careful. Watch out for the polar bears. Although if you run into one, maybe they, you know, tell them about Weird AF News. They might enjoy the, the podcast. Uh, Weird AF News is, is polar bear friendly after all. Researchers have discovered that fans of apocalyptic movies may be coping with the pandemic much better than people who aren't fans of apocalyptic movies. I am a fan of apocalyptic movies. Apocalyptic. Say that five times fast. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. A small team of researchers from the University of Chicago, Chicago, Pennsylvania State University, uh, they've found that people who are exposed to end-of-the-world movies may be more resilient when dealing with the real-life ongoing pandemic. Uh, they have written a paper describing questioning some volunteers about the movies they had seen and their real pandemic experiences. Uh, this sounds to me like one of those studies that's much of a joke more than, you know, anything serious. I, I, I wonder how much was spent on this nonsense. Uh, but it might sh th uh, shed some light on the situation. I don't know. Um, the paper is available to be read online. Um, I, I don't uh, have a link to that, but you could Google it, I suppose. The movie industry, as you know, has been cranking out end-of-the-world-type movies for many years, from Martians attacks and massive volcanic, volcanic eruptions to asteroid strikes, global floods, and, of course, pandemics and viruses that kill everyone. Uh, Netflix had a show called, what, Pandemic? That actually coincided with, <laughs> with this pandemic, uh, which led to some conspiracy theorists Wondering if Netflix created the virus to boost their subscription base, which is just a whole lot of fooey in my, in my opinion, part of my language. The article goes on to say here, psychologists have been trying to understand why people watch these movies, but have met with little success. What are you, what are you talking about? You don't know why people like these movies? People like horror movies, man. It's no mystery. People love their heart to race, okay? They love to live in the imagination. They like to be scared, okay? They love sci-fi. I mean, what, this is a, it's a problem for you psychologists? Would you have to spend millions on this to discover why people like end-of-the-world movies, horror movies, etc.? My goodness. In the new effort, the researchers looked at such movies in another way, as preparation for real-life disaster scenarios. 
Well, I don't think that's what we're getting out of this, okay? I think we just love to be entertained. Uh, I don't watch zombie movies thinking to myself, mm, yeah, I'm going to learn a thing about uh, how to defend myself when the zombie apocalypse arrives in 2040. Uh, the researchers wondered if watching a movie about an epidemic such as Contagion from 2011 might help people deal with real-world pandemics. They noted that viewers, viewership of contagion rose dramatically during the first few months of the coronavirus pandemic to find out why and whether watching the movie helped viewers the researchers turned to prolific an online recruitment tool that allows researchers to connect with volunteers virtually for their study the researchers asked 126 individuals notably each of them was paid for their efforts the researchers asked them about themselves and whether they were fans of movies in certain genres. They also asked them how they were feeling about the coronavirus and, of course, if they had watched the movie Contagion. The researchers found that people who had recently watched what they describe as prepper movies showed signs of higher levels of resilience to the real-world pandemic. They suggest exposure to certain scenes in a movie psychologically prepared viewers for some of the events that unfolded as the real pandemic got underway. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a very flimsy study, by the way. Really? The researchers further noted that people watching generic horror movies also reported higher levels of coping capabilities during the early days of the real pandemic. I mean, what, this, is this any mystery here? How much... I mean, how, I mean, what, do you have a degree to do this? This seems ridiculous to me. It's it's so matter of fact to me. People that like horror movies like and aren't normally afraid of the horror that they see online and in real life. I imagine, right? It's, I don't mean it doesn't take an Einstein to figure this out. Goodness, how much did you get paid for this? All right, I'm recording a podcast in a closet. I, I could use some of this money that these researchers are wasting on such asinine studies. That, I mean, half of this shit is just, you know, matter-of-fact common sense, it seems to me. I need to calm down. Okay, I'm getting too worked up over this. I just, you know, it just, I just keep coming across these things where I just think researchers are fooling everybody. Um, and we should not give them our money anymore. What a waste. Uh, is this what my student loan is going to? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Can I have those tens of thousands of dollars back, please? Uh I wanted to use this article, though, as a jumping-off point to ask you guys what your favorite apocalyptic films were because I'm really into these sorts of films. I'm going to name a couple of mine, and I, I thought maybe you want to call the show and tell me a few of yours. Um, I love The Road. The Road. Uh, I love Children of Men. And I like 28 Days Later. Those are probably my top three apocalyptic films. Uh, you can feel free to Google these if you've never seen them. I highly recommend them. I'll post more of these on the Patreon if you guys are that into it. Um, and uh, yeah, but so call the show, 646-450-2012. I'd love to hear some suggestions for apocalyptic films. More than likely, I've seen it. Um, but, you know, try me. Try me, baby. Yay! I want to thank you for listening to Weird AF News on your podcast player. It's good. It's free. It's quite enjoyable. This is Jonesy, the host. I want to show some love to somebody who gave me a review on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's a great place to give me reviews because that's where a lot of people give me shitty reviews. So we need to we need to balance that out with some positives, right? Like Luis Gutierrez gave me five stars, wrote awesome, funny podcast, recommended thumbs up. I listen every day. I start my day listening to your podcast. Giving you five stars, Jonesy. For all the laughs I've had in the last one year of listening. Thanks a lot, my man. Keep up the good work. 
This is Lewis from Oxford, North Carolina. Thank you, Lewis from Oxford, North Carolina. A place I never heard of, but I'm sure it's good because that's where Lewis lives in the hood. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming out and uh, digitally giving me some props. Uh, you guys can do so by visiting Amazon or iTunes, another good place to leave me a review. I appreciate the reviews. Thank you, Louis. Big shout out to Louis. I um, also want to show some love to a, a Canadian that reached out to me on Instagram named Sarah Page. She wrote, hey, Jones, a huge fan of the podcast. I listen every day with my wake and bake. Oh, yeah. Love it. wake and bake with weird AF news. Am I right? Sarah Page says, uh, I started listening because I asked my phone to play the to play the news one day, and your show was on the queue. It played for me. Now I listen every day. Hey, I think your being from New England is why you relate to Canadians so well. I find we are quite similar. Keep up the good work, Jonesy. Yes, perhaps you're right. This is a very interesting theory that you have, Sarah Page. Appreciate that. Um, maybe we should give this to one of our one of these useless researchers. They can pour millions of dollars to find out if if in fact New Englanders have so much in common with Canadians, and that's why we get along so well. I think it's because we're big drinkers, really, at the end of the day. You got to drink a lot to keep warm when you grow up in a cold environment, I noticed. For sure. For sure. Or maybe it's just because we have friggin' hockey in common. You know, up in New England, everybody loves hockey, just like in Canada. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me on Instagram, you can, at Funny Jones. Drop me a message. Leave me a review on one of the other things. That'd be pretty cool. Join the Patreon. Yeah, that's what I tell all the fans. Um I'd recently posted in there, ask me, ask Jonesy any question on the Patreon and I will answer it in a video. And we get some questions rolling in. They're pretty weird, these questions. You guys are getting pretty personal, all right? What do you think this is, huh? <laughs> no, I'm willing to share. All right, I'm not afraid. I will share on the Patreon. But you have to join the Patreon to, to get the dirt, get the dirt on Jonesy. Please do so. Visit patreon.com slash weirdafnews and check it out. Not only do you get some... Answers to these weird questions, you get bonus episodes and all that kind of crap. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and you can download my album for free, gratis. You're very welcome. Uh, what else did I want to say? Yeah, that's about it. Please uh, please keep on keeping on. Tell your friends and your families and your exes about Weird AF News. Make a suggestion that they break up the typical depressing mainstream news uh, with a little Weird AF News Uh you know, and a laugh here and there. Hey, and you even learn something about the world now, don't you? Like the polar bears. Shit. You know, I learned a lot about that. <laughs> okay, I'm silly. Uh, 